true crime, conspiracy theories, political ramblings. There's none of that on the brand new Adventures Anonymous Patreon account, but we do have exclusive content for our Patreon subscribers. Maps, artwork, and flash fiction from the AA Cinematic Universe. Puzzles, one-shots, and interviews. Live streams with the Adventures Anonymous cast. With a Patreon subscription from just £2 per month, it's a great way to show us you care. Because we care. Go to patreon.com and search Adventures Anonymous Podcast. Hey there fellow nerds and ne'er-do-wells, I'm AJ, and welcome back to the Adventurers Anonymous Podcast, the home of improvised fantasy fuck-nuggetry. Come join us week by week as a rotating cast of geeks sip cocktails, play Dungeons and Dragons, and seek a glorious death. Now then, we almost have a full house this week. Almost. But not quite, because Shan is feeling under the weather. But we do have some characters of ill repute. Fresh from his tour of the UK. Due to some sort of cancellation, we have the king of headphones himself, Lewis Button. How you doing, sir? Uh, yeah, I'm doing great, mate. Doing fantastic. Excited to um, cause some havoc today. What happened What happened on your tour? Uh, the band we were with, Millie Manders, she's lost her voice, so we've rescheduled oh. some days. Um, but I'm still playing Manchester tomorrow, um, which should be a lot of fun. Amazing. Well, her loss, our gain. Fresh from the sauna, we've got the scandophile himself. Matt Durant, how you doing, sir? That's that's me. I'm good. I've not had a sauna since Saturday. Disgusting. Correct. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm just in a layer of my own filth right now. Do you wash in the sauna? Do you like crank it up high and then scrape the sweat off? Well, uh... yeah, it's kind of the interesting fact about the sauna is that it was uh, invented kind of because you couldn't have a bath in the winter because it was very very cold and icy, but the steam gets you clean. The steam gets you clean. Yeah. Name name of the episode already. Barely even introduced everyone. There we go. He's the king of probiotic yogurts himself. You've just missed him snaffling down protein yogurt. Mr. Chris Rag, how you doing, sir? Yeah, all about the gains. Doing good, thanks. All about the game. Oh, the gains. Gains. What did you I think? I mean, they're, look, he they're said. looking good on you. What did, what did you think? He what said? about the games? Games. Games. I thought it was like a sort of monopoly Cluedo. Kind of like tiddlywinks. <laughs> oh, I don't know. It could be a massive fucking board game fan for all I know. And there you go. Finally, we've got Mr. Tatty himself, Chris Rag. How are you doing? You want to try that one again? All right, fine. <laughs> fine. I'll leave this in just so everyone knows I'm a massive bellend and can't distinguish between the two Chris's. Fine. There we go. Mr. Chris Neal. The other Chris. The lesser of the two Chris's now. Oh. Clearly... Clearly, that, Chris true. Rag is all about the gains. You're all about the losses. Thank you, thank you for that for that stark introduction. Thank you very much. Uh, I'm, that's I'm, all right. I'm, I'm doing very well. Thank you. Uh, good, 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 good. Fuck up your life. Yeah, Chris is Chris is going to come around in the middle of the night and shit through my letterbox now with some sort of retribution for that. But I got to get I got to get my uh, cheap. It's in where I can. Right, listeners, don't forget to check out our patron feed. We've got a load of exclusive content up there at the moment. Mr. Neil himself, who you've just heard complaining, has put up some amazing content about Tati's backstory. And by the time you get around to listening to this, listeners, I will have posted 
Patreon exclusive one shot where we have a little young Hanash moment where the goblin detective Stitch Willow Tip and our friend Hanash attempt to rescue a kidnapped child. You'll have to uh, listen in to see how that goes. If you want to listen to that, you have to subscribe to our Patreon. It is not available anywhere else. And before we kick off, I'm duty bound to remind you that the content from here on in is not suitable for little ears. It is mostly improvised and entirely inappropriate. Listener discretion, as always, is advised. A miracle that Lewis has managed to get this far without using the word cunt. Speaking of cunt, who are we sponsored by this week, Lewis? Um, this week, let me check notes, Ruffles Paper, Ruffles Paper. Um, I believe it's Jenkins and Sons Pump Action Milking Clamps for agricultural farming <laughs> use only, not recreational filth. That last bit sounds a bit like a legal formality to me, but they have it. Jenkins and Sons, thanks for the sponsor. They got in a bit of trouble for that, as I recall, so yeah, I'm not After surprised. After the lawsuit, you know, you've got to put on the small print, yeah. small print, so... Yeah. So just to clarify, that was a milking clamp, a pump, uh, a pump, pump action milking clamp. Pump action milking clamp, yeah. That's what that's fair. Thank you for the good folks at Jenkins and his sons. Again, not is, for, for, for agricultural use only, not recreational filth. Once again, we have there's to... There's not a fleshlight for bulls? We can't legally. Confirm or deny. That'll we can't legally obey. Mm-hmm. Oh, there you go, listeners. There you go. And thank you to Jenkins and Sons for their continued support. Um, more of that next week. Jesus H. Christ. Right. Quick recap, because we're running a little bit late. Last we left off with our adventures, we had found them sailing through the Lucidian Ocean on the HMS Rust Bucket uh, with the famed barbarian pirate Dutch Nuggets as they went in search of the Stormfront El Bastardo, which, according to... Mr. Perineus's diary was where they would find one of the Emmentiles. And as they sailed out into their inevitable deaths into the eye of the storm, they noticed they were not alone, as they had been followed by a large shadow which drifted underneath their boat. On closer inspection and conversation with Dutch Nuggets, they discovered that this shadow belonged to one of the most famed beasts in all of D&D, the Dragon Turtle. A ginormous behemoth-sized dragon turtle underneath them, who was known only as Ermenfrau, according to Dutch Nuggets himself, was beneath them. And on closer inspection of the diary, Patty read the riddle, Down from the crown or up from the brown. A shell within a shell is where I will be found. As he worked out and put two and two together, that the Ermintile was in fact probably inside an egg, inside the tortoise, uh, the dragon turtle's shell. So into the ocean they dove, splitting up into two teams, A team and B team, one through the crown and one up the brown. As Tati and Hanash, I believe, you went in through the mouth, and Aristobulus and Belsiar, I believe you went in through the ass. Um, Belsiar using blink to enter the anus. Now actually, I've done a little bit of research. Technically, Turtles have cloacas. So, you know, you went in through that. It's a multi-purpose hole, listeners. Cloaca is a multi-purpose hole. So call it an anus, call it a cloaca, call it whatever you will. They went in through that via the use of anal beads. And uh, that's kind of where we left off a few weeks ago. We had a week off last week um, because it was my 40th birthday. Half of you swallowed down the mouth of the beast and uh, 
the other half of you using anal beads to infiltrate through the arse of the beast. True, so let's true. pick up there. Yeah, true. Speaking of birthdays... Oh, no, there was supposed to be some confetti that went off. But oh, we'll, we'll put that in in post. It didn't go off. Yeah, okay, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> Just a, a balloon. Just what the fuck? <laughs> if I get money shotted by confetti, <laughs> there we go. Best cold open to our D and D game ever. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. Right? Do, do you do you deviants need to work out where you all are? I'm in the bomb hole. That'll be good. You're in the bomb I mean, hole. Yeah, I think we know where we are. Is there a map? That's the bomb hole. There's no That's map the of the turtle. Um, 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 as there are, well, unless you swallowed a um, biological manual, like yeah. the internal anatomy of a turtle is a mystery to you. Are, are we in the map? We can do some exploring. Or are we in the, like, are we going further down? I think we just, I think we just got in the mouth and just in the mouth. You, you, you just came in the mouth. <laughs> um, we came twice in the mouth. <laughs> you did, yeah. <laughs> See, even Lewis is immune to that. It doesn't even affect Lewis. He's just move on. Low hanging fruit, not giving you the satisfaction. All right. <laughs> um, yeah. So don't forget as well that you have drunk the potion of inbreeding uh, in the last episode. So you oh, have yes. webbed feet, gills, and you are also highly susceptible to falling in love with close relatives. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is that was one of my favourite games ever. We really outdid ourselves, you know. <laughs> stupid. The level of stupidity was fantastic. Um, but I think I'll start on a serious note, and I, I would like to kick off by um, casting my light cantrip so the bum old boys know where we're going. Hashtag bum old boys. <laughs> Can you describe your light cantrip to me? How does it manifest? Sure. Um... It, so I can, oh shit, I can switch one object that's no longer than 10 feet in any di- dimension. Um, I get it for one hour. And okay. I can, so I basically light up an object in a 20 foot radius. So I can see in a 20 foot radius. Um, okay. Well, what it, object are you um, going to light up? Uh, yeah, I can bear with you in a second. Let me just check my inventory for something suitable. There's, there's got to be like a nugget of, of turtle poop. Well, if that just around, seems right? so on the nose, and you forget I have a, you know, a bag full of very silly things. Um, so why <laughs> go to the obvious when I could? Well, Can we just clarify as well? While, whilst, whilst Aristobulus is rummaging around his uh, sack, um, can we just establish a who is going to play as Maud, and b which end of this dragon turtle Maud is it? Maud was Maud was in the uh, Maud was in B team. She was with the hashtag bumble with bumble boys. Um, That's right. Because um, Marvin just got in before the um, cloaca clamped shut. Yes. Yeah, uh, I'm happy to play. I'm happy to play Maud. It's um, well, you're going to be in. You're going to be in both holes at the same time. Yeah. Why not? I'm. Uh, I'm doing double duty. Impressive. DP. Double duty. Right. <laughs> what a double duty. You look like you've been fucking itching to make a dirty joke. And that one was just like, oh, he said duty. He loves it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to cast this by, um, I mean, what else should it be, really? But a tin flute covered in fairy shit and spider blood. Okay, yeah. So you whip out your tin flute 
um, and you cast light on it as the the um, the rectum of the creature is illuminated, and you see the cavernous walls are almost wet and dripping. Now, unlike most caves, the inside of this cave is slowly pulsating inwards. As you can, as you see, this cave is obviously organic. This cavern, um, you see, it's like like a like a shoot. Uh, you see, kind of like almost like coming down a ramp as fecal matter in packages is slowly coming down the ramp and stacking up as you make your way to the left and right of it inside this lit up rectum. The smell is overpowering as well. Brilliant. You're welcome, Matt. You're welcome. Thanks. Um, I guess we just start making our way forward or upward or downward away, away from the entrance. Um, as you make your way up the ramp, you see large nuggets. Now, when I say nuggets, they're almost boulders. Like, imagine Raiders of the Lost Ark style, like the big ball um, rolling down, except this is like fecal matter. This is a bolus of shit that's coming down the chute. As you see that the, the floor of the rectum is grooved, and occasionally you see these little nodules. Uh, they're these kind of raised, swollen nodules on the floor of the rectum. Now, the rectal slope... I'm going to say is at about a 45 degree angle, and you can see about 20 feet in front of you. They've got piles. Every so often, you can see. Now, Ermenfrau is getting old, and her cloaca isn't as tight as it used to be, and every so often a little squirt of seawater comes in the back. As I was going to ask about the, uh, <laughs> the pressurization of this chamber. Yeah, it's not 100%. Uh, Ermenfrau is old, and her, and her cloaca is a little bit like saggy. Um... Has little squirts of seawater occasionally come in the back. <laughs> a refreshing dip. <laughs> look, look, look at the look on, on Chris Nail and Chris Rexby. <laughs> yeah, they hate it. Well, this is why they're not the bumhole boys. They can't hang. Yeah. So, yeah, you're on a 45-degree shitty ramp. I think, uh, I think that, that these little nodules. The, 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 the Venn diagram of, like, uh, trigonometry and uh, the, the environment. Environmental factors of uh, um, a rectum. Yep. Chris, you'll have to lean. You're going to have to lean in a lot further than that. We can't hear you at all. Really? Which is weird. Now we can hear you. Yeah. Oh, I think your I think your volume's gone. Oh, down. now. Very quiet. I mean, it was working before. I don't know. Yeah, what, you're... I don't know what's. It's not just me, is it? It's not just me. Not just here. It, it's my working. Yeah, uh, yours is quiet as well. Yeah, yours is. Both of them are. Have you accidentally? Sounds like the volume's just whacked itself down a bit for some reason. Shout the bed, on me. Shout the bed. He's checking settings. We'll edit this out of the podcast. This is normally the bit where Matt inserts a story about one of his relatives dying in some sort of prehistorical. <laughs> Funny you should say that, because... Um, Your grandfather died in a Messerschmitt. <laughs> yeah. I had, a friend at, um, I had a friend at university who was from France... And her, her her granddad was decorated in World War Two, but unfortunately, he was decorated by the Nazis for being a collaborator. Wow! And he got like the he got like the Iron Cross or something. Shit! Wow! Well, I mean, how did that come up in conversation? I don't even know. <laughs> my, my grandfather was a decorated war veteran with the Nazis for for Vichy France. For Vichy, Jesus! Wow! Hey. There we go. Yeah. There we go. 
Right, and we are back recording after a small technical issue. Right, we can hear you, Mr. Neil, I think. Raggy, say hello. Hello. Um, yeah, all I was saying was the, uh, it was the, it was the, the intersection of trigonometry and uh, very descriptive uh, adjectives about uh, the environment of this rectum that, that, that didn't come out to me. Um, nothing, nothing to do with how untoward it was. Okay, right, fair enough. Okie dokes, okie dokes. Right, so as Aristobulus and Maud and uh, Belsiar make their way up the shitty ramp, every so often behind you you can hear the squirt of salt water coming through the poorly sealed cloaca of the sea beast. As in front of you, every so often you see these little nodules, they're kind of pulsating, they're about a foot across like little mushrooms, and they're swelling and pulsating, and they're all I'm across the ramp. these, you... We can attack these and destroy. If it's like a like a boss in a game, like I assume we just hit those and the 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 turtle will die. But that feels counterproductive if we're inside it, or they're just hemorrhoids. Yeah, Maud's gonna uh, step around the um, Chekhov's hemorrhoids um, and and uh, uh, and, and make sure not to touch them. Um, can you make me a straight-up dexterity check, all of them? Mm-hmm. Just a pure dexterity check. Anyone who's down there. Uh, Maud got a 12. Four. 15. Four. So all of you um, sneaking around in between. the. Imagine, if you will, the end of the film Aliens, where all the eggs are in the Queen's chamber pulsating as you all make your way up the rectal ramp, weaving in and out of all these little pulsating nodules. As all of you are doing a very good job, even Marvin himself, as Maud is carrying him. And then, Aristobulus, you see your own face in one of them. As you peer down into your own face reflected in a shining nodule, reaching out, you go to poke it with your finger as it bursts. Yeah. And pungent gas rises up into the chamber. God. Excellent. Excellent. Aristobulus, I need you to make me uh, a constitution saving throw. Uh, okay. Thirteen. Thirteen. As your eyes, ears, lungs, and nose start clamming up, there's an almost like a fecal miasma kind of like inside the camera as, as you start choking and... Um, you take uh, five points of damage as, like, just all of your like your sinuses are just shot to shit as you're completely congealed. All you can taste is shit up in your mouth. Like it's 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 like the worst cold you've ever had. But instead of blowing your nose, it's just like just rivers of shit just all up in your grill. As you now realise. Those little bunions are to be avoided. Those little nodules. As you make your way up through the, through the forest of anal <laughs> nodules, um, we're going we're gonna to pan over to the... Um, Belsia, as you look back, you, you just see Aristobulus on the floor, just in the fetal position, just with brown liquid just pouring out of his eyes, ears, nose and mouth. I go over with it. Still, with, still, still just holding up the flute <laughs> in one hand. Doing his bit for I, the I go over with a wet wipe and paternally <laughs> just wipe away the worst of the, the shit. 
<laughs> the worst of the shit. But buy a wet wipe. No. Do you just take your sock off and put it in yeah, a puddle basically. on the floor? A puddle of shit. So he's just kind of smearing more shit. <laughs> just passing <laughs> urine. He's just smearing more shit around his face. Uh, <laughs> there you go. Uh, Aristobulus, you just pull a piece of sweet corn from under your yeah, eyelid. I, wrote, <laughs> I looked at my inventory and I thought, could I cast the light on one of my t- many tins of prison sweet corn? And I thought, a bit too on the nose. So. What are you carrying around with you these days? A lot, a lot of stuff. I've got goodies. I have treasures with me. I've got stuff in the prison. It's so good, listeners. Play, playing strict D&D rules, clearly we all look after the weight of our own inventory, whilst Lewis carries around like a small freight container. I'm, of, I'm a cleric. Uh, sweet I've, got, I've got ways of concealing things, you know. And I'm, or, or, I'm always oily, remember, so I have extra ways of concealing things. <laughs> <laughs> so many questions. I'm not even going to get into that. So, listeners, you can get in the comments and talk to Lewis about that. I don't have time to unpack that. I've, I've clearly got to get back to Mr. Neil and Mr. Rag. Right, both of you, I don't know if you remember, you were swallowed into the maw of the beast as you went in through the mouth, all of you bouncing down the tongue. Um, now, originally, Tati, I believe you tried to hang on to a taste bud on its tongue just to give the listeners scale of the size of Tati to the beast as you were swallowed along with a load of saliva down. Now, Hanash, I think you bounced in, and in a bid to try and get a grip on something, you put a dagger into the tongue of the creature, Hanash, as you slid down, dragging your dagger down its tongue. You could hear a growl coming from inside and outside as the dragon turtle clearly was not over the moon with you ripping at a new tongue hole. Uh, As you go over, the last thing both of you see is, I believe, the epiglottis of the creature as it dangles in front of you, as you both, in an almost like salivary log flume, go down the windpipe of the creature. And you both of you in free-falling. Barbara's uh, with you, I believe? I'm not sure, to be honest. Yeah, um, Gills. In the last episode, you said that you put some of the potion of inbreeding onto some meat and then wafted okay. it under her nose uh, and then gave her meat-fueled... Oh, yes, because I made a disgusting joke about you rubbing gills with Barbara that everyone told me I was a wrong un for racking. Yeah, quite rightly, I think. Um, <laughs> you, yeah, I think. You had some gill on gill action. You, you both, like, just rubbed gills. Uh, can, can I use my shield <laughs> to slide down the, the throat? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you. So, Tath, uh, let's just quickly play this out. Hanash, you stick your dagger in. You watch Lady... Barbara, sorry. You watch Barbara and Tatty go over the edge as you slide down, as you fully flip out your shield and you, what are you, tobogganing? Yeah, yeah, I'm tobogganing down there. Down the hatch. All right, okay. So you're going feet first, like a, like a, like a skeleton bobsled. You're, you're firing down the hatch <laughs> as suddenly the ground falls away from underneath you as you fall and it feels like you're plummeting for, for time um, as it's dark and warm, and the walls constrict as, Tatty, you land with a thwomp onto um, soft, wet material on the ground. You just about have time to grab Lady Barbara. God damn it. You just about have time to pull Barbara to yourself as Hanash and his shield blat down next to you in the space where Barbara was only seconds ago in. It's tight. It's warm and it's wet. 
Oh boy. Um, can I um, can I do a perception check to see what the environment is like around here? What's around us? Perception, yeah, make me a perception check. Oh, natural 20. Woo. Natural 20. The walls are close. They're dripping. You can feel water almost like, you know, it's like a small runoff. Not quite a waterfall, but you can see saliva running down the inside walls of the chute above you. As you look down at your feet, you're standing in a thin puddle of saliva. comes up to your low ankles. Uh, the floor is soft and squishy. Um, and the walls pulse in. Okay. Uh, can I see anything like uh, in front of me? Like if I was if I was to follow this, like in the direction that we were going before, essentially. If I was to follow this um, down, what would I? What would I see? It's pitch black. I don't know what you're. I've got. A, can you see in absolute dark? I've got sixty foot dark vision rather than low light. Yeah, dark vision. In the darkness. There's a wall behind you. The wall is made of the same material as the floor and the ceiling. It's wet to the touch. Passageway across is maybe, at best, five foot. And in front of you, you just see it tightened down um, in a dark reddish pink. Uh, it goes off in front of you. Okay. And as you pick yourself up off the floor, putting your shield on your back, everything is wet. You are sticky to the touch. I'd like to, the, the kind of thin gap, I'd like to try and tickle it. You want to tickle it? Go. Okay. Okay. Yeah. As you as you you see the flesh, the warm, wet walls of this are kind of pulsating. As you walk up to it, Hanash, you see now it's not totally uh, opaque. It's quite translucent, and you can see veins running behind it. As you go to push in and tickle, you can see almost veins and um, capillaries and things behind the wall. As you you get your glove and you wipe off a layer of saliva. Um, and as you look at it, you can see it pulsating. As you go to tickle it, you hear a, you hear like a gag, but it comes from all around you. Okay. Maybe um, if I see him doing that, actually, I'm going to say maybe if we, if we need it, that could be a quick, a quick <laughs> escape strategy. Yeah. Uh, make it gag and uh, <laughs> we can, we can fly out of the, fly out of the mouth. <laughs> Now, Hanash, at this point, you see a bedraggled creature on your shoulder shake itself off like a wet dog as Kato. Now, since you became second in command of the ship, Kato abandoned um, Belsiar for you as the crow shakes off the saliva off his feathers and is like, oh, fucking hell, where, the, where, where are we? Come on, big man. We're not in the bumhole, at least. Yeah. So you, you made the right choice, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> As he shakes himself off, he's like, "Oh, thank God, we're not with that croco dipshit." I, I know what dick is. <laughs> yes, well, you're going places, big man. I'm on Team Green. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess we, I guess we, um, we, we try and s- squeeze through the squeeze through the the, the hole to to progress. As you push forward, you almost like squeezing through this soft material, you suddenly feel this kind of like all around gagging sensation as the walls crush in behind you and you're pushed down the passageway 
um, by peristalsis. So it's almost as the food moves, as as in the same process that the dragon turtle would use to swallow food, you're also sucked down through this passageway, getting pushed by muscles behind you. All of you are fired out into a much larger chamber. You see um, bits of food coming with you as well as you're shat onto a very thin ledge. Shat is probably the wrong word. That's happening at the other end. As you're pushed out onto a very thin ledge, as you watch bits of food dropping off and there's a lake underneath you. All of you are inside a giant chamber now, hanging on by dear life to a ledge on the edge. As you see little bits of food drop off and land into a lake of fluid beneath you. And that's where we're going to pan back to the other guys. We're going to leave you on the lip edge. As we pan back, uh, Belsia, you wander over to Aristobulus, who's like just got shit in his eyes, ears, nose and mouth as he's um, he's exploded an anal nodule. Um, yeah, I'm just, just helping to wipe, wipe him down. Um, <laughs> give, give him a hand to get up from the, from the nodule remains. Okay, okay. Like, so like a mother washing a baby, you just take yeah. a wet rag and just, just wipe but some of the rest. As we've established, the only real moisture here is more shit, so I'm actually caked in more shit than I was previously. But hey, we move. I'm going to um, I'm, I'm going to I'm going to climb up uh, him to make me yeah I'm up I'm out if anything I'm a little old man who's embarrassed about it I don't want to be caked in shit there are no one wants that um, I'm going to insist that we march on quick time okay. if anything I think it's time that I use some of my trademark parkour moves to um, get some <laughs> of my self respect and dignity uh, back in this situation. Just, just flinging dried shit off you, if you as you jump around. As I as I go for an incredible backflip to show you that not only <laughs> am I fine, I have never been better. Hey, make, make me make me a survival check. Survival <laughs> check. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I'm I'm back to. Yeah. Sixteen. I thought that was going to go badly. Sixteen. <laughs> as you do a backflip, you land and topple backwards, only just managing to hold yourself up as you look down on one of the other nodules that you've nearly face planted into. You, Belsio <laughs> grabs you by your cuff, pulls you back up as you feel a nip on your finger, Aristobulus. As you look over, you realise you've been bitten by the um, Tato familiar that Belsia has made for himself. He's got a small feral oh, potato yes. on his shoulder that's just taken a nip at your finger. Bastard. As you uh, see Maud and Marvin uh, at the top of the ramp, as she's like, can we hurry the fuck up, please? I give the potato, like, and I give the potato a little, like, telling off, and then I'm like, oh, I can't stay mad at you. What? What's his name? Oh, we had a name for him. Just Pocato. Pocato, yeah. Yeah, Pocato. Okay, it's Pocato. Pocato. Not Mr. Chips. Right. Okay, as uh, as you all very gingerly make your way up to the top of the ramp, weaving in and out of these little anal nodules, making sure not to step on them, making sure not to touch them. Occasionally, you feel a waft of warm flatus as air pushes down into the chamber. You see at the top, there's an almost like sphincter, an internal sphincter, and every so often it opens and warm air rushes in. A bit like if you've ever been on the London Underground, you know the underground breeze, <laughs> but made of fart. <laughs> yeah, I know exactly what you mean. So every so often, the sphincter opens up and a rush of warm air blasts in. And at first, it's quite nice, but like it's, it's quite 
sickly beagle. As as you make your way all the way up to the top, you see the 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 internal sphincter kind of opens and closes and deflates, and that's the only way you're going to get out of this. Well, I suppose we're going to have to power through, aren't we? Will it be easier to uh, wedge it open, or do we want to? We want to cause little suspicion because we don't want to be ejected out of there, do we? Um, shit. Do we just take a run for it? Um, yeah, I don't think we have any choice. Yeah, um, yeah, you don't want to start wedging things there. All right, well, I'm already cakes and shit, so I may as well go and, um, yeah, I'm just going to take a run. If anything, why not make it cool? I'm going to try and do, uh, since my backflip went well, I'll continue my Tony Hawk's-esque nonsense and maybe try and run up the lower intestine, you know, maybe try and do like a cheeky 180 or something. Like a woo. You're, you're know, not, you're not even the in bowels. the lower intestine. You're still in the rectum. You haven't even made it to the intestine right. yet. Well, I'm going to, as a sentence, I didn't think I'd say today, I'd like to run up the inside of the bowel head first into the lower intestine, okay. please. Right. So made me a straight up acrobatics check. Um, I was going to say uh, a disadvantage, but Belsiar very lovingly washed your eyes out. Yeah. As you count down the rhythm of the opening of the internal sphincter. Natural one. So, there's that. <laughs> Natural one. As you run up the walls of the inside of the rectum, you count down the rumbles. Now, you're using the rhythm method as you hear the rumbling <laughs> of a bolus of shit coming down the back passage. You count, you run, you dive, and it's a fake opening. It opens, you dive, and the sphincter, the internal sphincter, contracts. And all of you who are looking on just see a... <laughs> As you just see a pair of legs flailing around, um, as Aristobulus, you are crushed in the internal sphincter. Uh, you take you take a further seven points of crushing damage <laughs> as, as you feel a rib pop in your side. As the good news is, Aristobulus, you're looking onwards into the lower intestine, and what you see is interesting. This is where a lot of the shits are, but this this you instantly discern whilst you feel a rib pop. This is where the water <laughs> is taken out of the shit. So you can see the walls crushing in and almost the water running out into little rivulets on the ground. As this is this is where this is where the dragon turtle gets a lot of its source of water from is fecal matter is squeezed for moisture. As you feel another pop as another rib goes. Well, yeah, well, why, well, I'm having my ribs crushed by a sphincter. Why do I care where the water gets removed from the shit? Like, as the sphincter reopens and you fall headfirst into a puddle of loose bowel water, uh, you splash down and with a groan as, as, as Belsiar, Maud, you see all this. You hear Maud groaning. Yeah, Maud's just shaking her head. Brilliant. Brilliant. I feel bad about my just saying we should go for it. <laughs> um, so I, uh, so I use my um, quarter staff to like wedge the the opening, the sphinx open. Amazing. Um, this is like Dumb and Dumber where he has gloves and he's like the whole time. The whole time. <laughs> Can you? I've, I've, I've just cracked three ribs getting trapped in a in a. Sphincter, and you had something useful. <laughs> if you want to attempt this, can you make me a straight up pure dexterity check with your proficiency modifier? Yes. 
Um, um, dexterity, did you say? That is a 17. 17, yeah. You again use the rhythm method, but having seen um, Aristobulus's unfortunate uh, debacle, you, you realise that um, it's, it's got an offbeat. As um, you, you wait for it to go back round again, and you wedge your quarter staff in, as you, you hear a groan from the creature as the piece of wood, you can almost see the staff buckling as you usher very quickly um, Maud and uh, Marvin through. As you make it through, you turn around to go and get your stick as it snaps as whatever staff you had. Just, you now have too oh, many staffs. I was gonna. I was gonna ask for that to happen just because it would be cool. Just as you hear a, you hear a groan from all around you from the very walls. As you see, Ermenfrau the dragon turtle now has splinters in her ass, um, <laughs> and she's not over the moon about that. And we're going to leave you as as you as you look over. You just see um, Aristobulus doing like backstrokes in a river of brown water. Um, this is the main moisture collection area of the lower intestine. As you see the turds coming down, they're crushed sideways, almost like a trash compactor. As you see the juices running off into two brown rivers to either side. That's where I'm going to leave you to. We're going to pan back to Chris and Chris. We're going to pan back to um, Patty and Hanash, who currently find themselves on a precipice, staring down at a lake of fluid beneath them. You're on, a, you're on a very thin ledge as more and more small bits of food are getting fired out of the hole next to you. Um, I'm going to hand uh, Hunash my potion of climbing Ooh, nice. um, because I've just realised that I have that. Uh, and just in case he needs it, this might be the time when he would, he would need it. Uh, I'll leave that on there so you can, so you can read what it does. Um, Do you know what I want to liken this to? Do you know? Do you know that scene at the end of Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, where they've been on the mine shaft, the mine cart, and the flood comes down, and all the water comes out the passage, and they both stand to either side. They're like on the side of a mountain, and all the water kind of like eases out. Yeah, a little bit like that. You and you and you and Hanash are just standing on a tiny little ledge, and as you look down, there's a massive drop into a big lake of water. As you as you chuck him a potion of climbing, mm-hmm. did you say? Yeah. Uh, I explain to him what it does as well. Um, I drink it before I have a chance to explain it. That makes sense. Um, <laughs> um, so, question. From where we are right now, can we... Uh, we can see the, like, um, the the lake underneath us, right? Like, we can see the, mm. the water, whatever it is. Um, yep. Can we... Does it look like... Acid. Does it look like stomach acid? It is bubbling. Okay. And as you look, bits, small bits of food are getting fired out of the, the opening in this chamber, and you see them fall down, and you see them bubble as they fall below the surface. You see little pockets of gas rising up, almost like geysers. Uh, it's quite hot in the top. You see steam rising through the chambers. The walls are wet to the touch. If if this was an episode of the Magic School Bus, someone would be like, "Wait, but Alkaline neutralizes acid." <laughs> Thankfully, that's not would, us. You will learn nothing there. with this podcast. <laughs> As he pulls out his potion of Pepto-Bismol. <laughs> <laughs> hey, just you wait. What I'm going to do with this fucking fireball? Dagger. <laughs> um, it's 
Is there any other way? Is it like the edge and then that's it and then the drop or is there any, any other route? That's it. Um, again, like a cavern, but organic. The walls are pulsating. The walls are wet. If you, As you look around, you're holding on to a piece of the wall, almost the material, the flesh, the inside. As, um, as you look on the other side, it's about 100 foot across, and the exit on the other side is much lower. So you come in high and you go out low. Yeah, but we can see the exit and it's above the, it's above the water. Okay. Um, so as you say this, every so often you see the level of the water rises yeah, yeah. above that level. And then almost rhythmically, like I was talking about the sphincter in the back of almost like on a rhythm, the level of the acid lowers. Okay. Then a few minutes later it rises. Okay. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, Say to I'm going to say to Hunash, um, can you? I'm going to point at the uh, where the exit is and say we need to start making our way round over to there. Can you carry Barbara? Yeah. Like if she just like droops herself on your back. <laughs> oh, is there is there a ledge the whole way? I mean, you've got a you've got a potion of climbing. I I I, I would think it would be oh actually no it's not the same as my slippers is it no so i, I need to climb on something <laughs> if i'm not if i've not got one arm yeah that's a good point uh okay um so the walls i will say just for sake of this the walls are not even the walls like if you were to zoom in on flesh on skin it's kind of you know puckered and great and you could you could it's organic it's a bit like silly putty you can claw into it, like that makes sense. It's not like climbing on rock, but you can get a, you probably try and get a purchase, but wouldn't suggest falling into the acid. Yeah. I could tie Barbara to me with some rope. Yeah, that'd be the best way. Yeah. Can you put your little boots? He's got his little Yeah, um, it's it's uh, it's not me I'm worried about, it's Barbara. Um You can replace her. Get Get Belsia to make yeah. you a Barbara potato or something like that. Yeah. This is some cocktail sticks with um, yeah. pineapple That's, onion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, don't follow his advice when it comes to pets. Why don't you put Barbara in a little baby beyond? <laughs> no, the, yeah. It would be the opposite way around. Oh. I would be the one in the fucking baby beyond. <laughs> I've got an idea, right? we got some rope. we got a crossbow. Shoot the crossbow. Me and Barbara all like... Slide down. Oh, fantastic. Zip line down. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> I feel like I'm oh, yeah. too far. But. It's like, um, like at the beginning of the Goonies where Data comes across the street through the window. I love that idea. Listening to James Bond. I might not have rope. <laughs> Who's got the crossbow? He's got a crossbow. Yeah, not a crossbow. Someone, someone had a... Um, a didn't somebody have a... What the fuck's it called? Um, harpoon. No, that was Belsia. Someone had a harpoon. I I had a harpoon. Yes, I've got a harpoon gun. Oh, that's no use to them. No use in the ass. As, as we very, very momentarily pan back to the lower intestine, as Belsia's like, oh, this harpoon is great. Maybe someone could use it as we pan back. You two on the edge of... <laughs> Just looking at all my climbing gear and... Yeah, and several crampons as... Uh, my ability to convey flight on people. Well, the potion of climbing gives you a... It says you gain a climbing speed equal to your walking speed. That Because because you don't ordinarily have a climbing speed, I think 
I think that means that you can you can just like stick to the walls. If both of you have the ability to climb, Tati, you'll nullify any problem with climbing because of your spider slippers. The only thing, if one of you wants to try and carry Lady, you can do something at disadvantage. Uh, and then obviously you have to overcome the timing of yeah squeezing your way through the little hole I before think, acid reflux happens. I think that potion and you get you, out. I think that potion gives you advantage on athletics checks right. to climb anyway. So it's up to you, but I think you might be the one that's better <laughs> off carrying her, depending on what your athletics is like. Yeah, okay. it, it would just be a straight roll to carry her. I carry her then. How big is she? Can I put her in? I'm a pretty big guy. Can I just put it in my chest? I, I'll carry, I'll climb and carry Barbara towards the exit. Let's just say that. Yeah. Um, As you throw Barbara over your shoulders like a fireman. Yeah, yes. we'll, we'll start making our way round the, round <laughs> on the walls, around the cavern to like get to where, get to near where the, um, the exit is. Okay. Um, can you, Hanash, if you're only because you're carrying Barbara and she's not really, I mean, that's not ideal. Can you make me a dexterity? Patty is obviously unheeded. Four. <laughs> Four. I mean, would it not be athletics? I mean, no. it's happened. So who? <laughs> I mean, we could take the same role and just add his athletics instead. I mean... The upshot is the same, Tatty. You make good progress. You're whipping along in your little spider boots because you're walking along the inside of... um, What are you even in? You're in the um, stomach. As you walk along the side of the stomach, Tatty, you look down, you watch a coin fall out of your pocket as it spins end over end in the air as you watch it splosh down into the acid below, land on the surface and slowly dissolve through it. As you look back, you see Hanash sweating, holding on to Barbara, as he's a bit like uh, Stallone in Cliffhanger. He's just <laughs> leaping from handhold to handhold, just sweat running down his body. You can see he's now got a very sweaty chest and a very sweaty crack. Um, as you finally make your way across and you make your way down, as you see the acid rising, it's slowly rising up now. It's taken, it's taken Hanash so long to carry Barbara. You see the, the level of acid slowly rising up above the exit, coming towards you. Is it, not, is it not moving up and down rhythmically, like you said? Slowly. It comes up for a few minutes. It goes down for a few minutes. Okay. It's tidal. I mean, I guess we'll, I, I guess, I guess we'll probably just wait it out until it... Or move, move back up a little bit so that we're out of the range of it and then wait for it to lower down. As you, as you make, you make your way back up. You just see Hanash is now like a bomb disposal expert. He's just, just sweat bucketing off him as Barbara is looking very uncomfortable. There's just, Barbara is kind of slick with saliva and bits of kelp. Uh, she's, she's not looking the happiest you've ever seen her. As the level of acid rises up, you hear a belch out where you came as the level of acid starts slowly, slowly lowering back down. Okay. As you make your way to a small puckered opening, which is raised and kind of inflamed, it's about the size of a pothole. You're going to have to try and squeeze into it. Are we both there? Or, or, or am I still on my back here? Yeah. Um, oh, all of you are there now. 
you got a couple of minutes to try and squeeze yourself into a small puckered pipe. Uh, I mean, it would be pretty easy for me. Um, yeah, it'd be pretty easy for you. You'd like throwing a sausage down an how, alley. How far, for you. how far behind it is there? Like, is there enough like room for a run-up? There's nothing. You're climbing on the edge. Yeah, of, no, so you're climbing like, around the edge. There's no drop. It's a straight like down. Yeah, it's yeah, like, it's a sheer drop. You've got a couple of minutes and then the level of acid's going to come up. So Tatty sticks his whole face into the puckered hole. No, and absolutely not. Absolutely not. <laughs> I'm not doing anything until he's got through. So, well, if you go through and then you grab Barbara, pull her through, and then at least then I'll take my knife and I'll put it in and I'll try and swing. <laughs> end up in the acid. <laughs> Jesus Christ. One thing we've learned here is Raggy <laughs> should definitely not become a vet. <laughs> I, I, I know. I, I definitely need to get rid of Barbara. Yeah, I was going to say I'll, 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 uh, I'll, I'll climb through. Uh, okay, and then I'll, I'll wait for for him to pass Barbara through. I'll try and like with one arm, like holding on. I'll try and like shove Barbara through to get to yeah. to Tatty's hand. Okay. So, Tatty, I'll say you're small. Make me a um, athletics check uh, with advantage because you're small. Natural twenty. Woo! So much like much like slinging a sausage up an alleyway, Tatty just climbs into the warm, wet hole and just slides in like a torpedo, like just straight in. As Anash, you're holding on to Barbara. As you see Tatty just grease himself sliding into the hole, as then a little a little pink head pops out <coughs> back out of the hole looking around. I think I took a wrong turn at Albuquerque. <laughs> as you start seeing the acid bubbling up underneath you, Hanash, what are you doing? Right. I'm gonna take my dagger, I'm gonna like start yank it in, and then I'm gonna kick back. So like I'm kinda McLean when he's trying to get into the glass. I'm gonna Oh, yeah, 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 my yeah, way yeah. into into the gap with Barbara. No, Barbara's already gone. Yeah, Barbara came through after me. Right. Okay. We don't know if we covered that, but yes. Okay. As you slide Barbara into the hole, are you sliding her tail or head first? So I'm like I'm holding onto one hand and I'm <laughs> trying to put her head first and hoping Tatty will take his get his hand. I put my hands back through the hole. Okay. Okay. So almost almost like the birthing of a wolf in reverse. <laughs> you, Can you demonstrate with this? <laughs> You slide Barbara into the warm, wet cavity. As Hanash, you lip beneath you, you sling two daggers in, sling back on a rope, and slide in feet first into the warm, wet. It's almost like being on a log flume in a water slide or something like that, as you just feel the, the warmth and the wetness. You just about make your way back in as you feel the back of your head singe as the acid comes up and the opening closes behind you. You two find yourself potholing through a warm, wet tunnel. We're going to take a very quick drinks break there, and then we're going to pan back to Aristobulus and Persia. Doing this from two ends of a turtle is quite difficult to keep it all in your head, but we're getting there. A lot of DMs kind of complain when the party wants to enter a turtle from two ends at the same time. It's very commonly <laughs> one of the, kind yeah. of the most, most annoying things that a DM has to face. Do you know how much time I appreciate your... Last night... I had my little diary open and I was writing all the different bits of a turtle down and I was like, maybe you could do this. Maybe you your, could do your Google history must be truly obsessive. Yeah, what happens when the adventuring right. party comes in a turtle's mouth? 
is. <laughs> exactly. You don't want to Google that, do you? you your your um, MI5 agent is watching you through your screen thinking, what kind of fucking <laughs> shit are you doing? Yeah, absolutely. This, I could have been recruited, but no. By who? This is like spooks no, the greater good. <laughs> right. Who would recruit you with your search history? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, not anymore. Not anymore. Yeah, more, it's more. Sell that and like. Yeah. <laughs> right, back in a minute. It's all blackmail material. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>
it probably yeah. also like I can't I can't look I can't locate an object if there's thickness of like lead or something in the way so I wouldn't have been able to find it even if I cast it whereas now I'm just arsing about in the barrel yeah there's an anal cavity I mean if you if you want to have a go please do <sighs> I'm trying to figure out how far away I am from the other guys and also what lies in between but so well, you've got no point of reference how far you are away from Tati and Hanash, but obviously you're yeah. about ten feet away from Morden, Belsier, and Marvin. Uh, Marvin's come in for a little dip with you. You're just in a little puddle of shit water. Good luck. Um, you and the goat. It's just just a couple of guys and swimming some shit water. A couple of a couple of dudes. Well, all right. I don't think Belsier's going to like it, but my only other plan was to. Take a um, a weapon of sorts. Well, I have a crossbow, so I could fire it into a meaty wall and maybe try and propel myself. I mean, you're at a forty-five degree ramp with occasionally oh, the walls so I could coming. Just carry on. You could just carry on. Like you could just walk up the ramp. Yeah, I'm not I'm not sure how that would it be. Quick, would it be quicker? <laughs> like it's like, well, don't choose violence. So, as you're all looking at this, you steady yourself. Belsiar, you're the wind knocked out of you a little bit. You're looking down at the two bits of splintered staff. You hear the groans of the creature above you that's got anal splinters now. As you just look down in the puddle, as Aristobulus is just on his back, as you just see him pull a crossbow out from his robes and he just shoots it into the nearest turd, as you just hear a wet noise. And <laughs> as the arrow, the, the crossbow bolt, just sinks straight into the shit, it's gone. <laughs> I really don't understand what the wait, were you thinking the recoil would like push you up not like popping the back of a dinghy while you're sailing above water <laughs> yeah I thought maybe there'd be a cool recoil yeah where I could like fire it and then use like I'm thinking of George Clooney in Batman you know where he fires the thing in the ceiling to get away from Mr. Freeze oh yeah he flings himself into the air I thought maybe that'd speed up some time if I could like you know, kind of perversely cascade my way through this anal cavity, but alas. All of these thoughts are going through Aristobulus's head. All of these, he's thinking about fantastical <laughs> scrolls he's once read, or things he saw in a peep show in Nicodranus. <laughs> about as a Batman. You just hear Maud deep sighing, and then a little groan comes as you see even the potato is starting to get hacked off on your shoulder. Belsia. <laughs> um... What are you doing? As you see another flume, you see another log come smashing down into the sphincter. As you see the sphincter birthing the turd, as bits of splinters dig into the turd and scrape it off. You hear a groaning from the creature above you. As all of you stand this ankle deep visceral. in ship water, as you make your way higher up the ramp, occasionally standing to one side as a turd comes down the log flume, you make your way as you see the walls pressing in rhythmically around you, squeezing, you see the large turd in front of you coming in wet, being squeezed and crushed, coming out relatively dry, a bit like clothes going through a mangle, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Like an old-fashioned Victorian mangle, except this is turd. Um, what are you doing? You need to get past the turd mangle. Um, I, haven't, I haven't all... What are those orbs that we have? Well, the orbs of Tartarus. 
The orbs of, orbs of Tatras, are they designed for use in a in a? We definitely or? don't have that many more. <laughs> Did they help us in this time of need? Um, <laughs> do you do you have the orbs of Tatras? Yeah, can we? I have an orb. I think it's the orb. It's, of we definitely don't have those orbs anymore. <laughs> no, might be a different orb. I no. Going on from Aristobulus's idea, could we actually fashion a grappling hook out of a crossbow and some rope? Fire it up and then use it as a like why not rope yeah um wow do you know what i think I you're on, you think you're on something yeah well i mean if we want to go there i could cast spiritual weapon could that do it more is just walking up <laughs> i know we could walk up but then we have another fucking problem when we get to the top anyone could waste and go walking let's fucking deal with the next three problems now and i'm thinking it's either spiritual weapon or it's magic fucking missiles at this point <laughs> let's blow the bitch up we'll find what we need later. <laughs> now that's an episode title jesus age christ yeah Maud is just walking up with right what what approach are you taking here come on what approach are you taking well belsia can you use your spiritual weapon to hold the sphinx to open? Oh, boy. I thought you'd never ask. <laughs> yes. And I say that with 100% sincerity, with respect for this magical cleric man who is, who is great and wise. <laughs> right, yep. If you want to burn a spell slot, you can do that. Oh, is that the end of the sentence? I thought you were going to say something horrible. Oh, yeah. I haven't got to describing what's going to happen yet. I'm picturing I'm casting <laughs> two fists, but they are not quite like, you know, the sex toy one. Kind of like the sex toy one, actually, yeah. Um, but more like more like doing this motion, you know? In and and put gaping is the word. I like like a goatee. Do you have to do that so close to your face? Like you're like coming through a door. <laughs> I, I don't know how you enter. I don't know how you enter rooms, AJ. <laughs> For the listeners, the, the emotion that Lewis is describing is definitely not how one would enter a room. How anyone would enter anything? No, I'm room. thinking more like holding open an anus. But for many small clowns to exit like a clown car, that's what I'm thinking. I never thought I'm going to have to rule this as a DM. Right. Picture the here's Johnny moment in The Shining. Yeah, it's it's more of a here's Johnny moment, but it's here's Belsiar and a and Maud and a goat. Someone's got a lot of squelch on their microphone. Um, I'm going to say right. You'd need to use a mage hand if you want to get a grip on something. If you just want to use an immovable object to wedge something open, you can use a spiritual weapon as it is solid. A spiritual weapon in itself cannot pick things up or grip them. Oh yeah. Well, we'll use spiritual weapon and maybe have like. What am I thinking of? What the trash compactor in Star just... Wars, except there's a giant throbbing phallus sideways across it, wedging it open. Yeah, I mean, why, why you know, fix what isn't broken? I, I want a, I want a, a huge, like, 15-foot throbbing phallus that's, that I'm commanding to open it up. Yep. So, Belsiar, Maud, as you look in front of you, you see Aristobulus in a puddle of shit water as he walks up the ramp towards where the crushing walls are, as you see ozone crackling. There you go, that's one for your uh, AJ bingo. Bingo sheet. So far behind on the game. (laughs) So far behind. The the pockets of intestinal gas start sizzling as you see a giant phallus appear in midair as Aristobulus's eyes go blue. It's thick, it's veiny, and it turns sideways. 
And as the walls come in, you see the balls at one side and the helmet at the other end crush into the walls. At first there's give, and then you see the shaft start bending. Belsiar, you're going to have to duck underneath. Uh, I duck underneath the... So, squ- squishing yourself... Yeah, just narrowly miss. Crushing yourself between a turd and the shaft of a spiritual phallus. You make your way underneath, <sighs> ushering Maud and Marvin and... Go, go, go! Aristobulus, you make your way. You can hear the banjo <laughs> strings. It's not gonna hold. <laughs> you can hear the banjo strings snapping behind you. <laughs> as you hear a... <laughs> As the, the just snapped in half, uh, you hear a <laughs> growl and a groan. It goes, wadum, 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 wadum. Um, <laughs> as you push yourselves through the sphincter at the end of that, you fall into a chamber. Now, at this point, Patty, Anash, you are ejected out of a warm, wet tunnel into a giant chamber of brown mulch. This is where all of the food has started to. Kind of like it's been broken down by the stomach acids and it's very mulchy, warm shit. As you fall in one end of the passage at this chamber, Aristobulus, Belsiar, Maud, you fall into the other end as you both find yourselves at the end of a 60-foot chamber, knee-deep in warm poop. Strangers, where are you? (laughs) All right, Kratos. It hasn't been formed into boluses yet. Now, all of you are knee-deep. Obviously, Tatty is like chin-deep. Patty, you're basically like up to your chin in warm shit. Great. Oh, Barbara. Yeah. I'm Marvin. Actually, Barbara's. For all of you, you're basically. Barbara's in... probably about as tall as I am, to be fair. She's she's a big, big wolf. Well, ba- Barbara. Yeah. We see Tatty. Tat, um, Hanash, are you still holding Barbara up? No. No, I was going to say. No. All right. So, as you see little bubbles coming from the water next to you. Where she's you, you pulled up. She's the same size as I am. She's a direwolf. Surely she's like. Surely her head is definitely. A There's just a nose. Is there just a snout sticking up out of the water? I don't think AJ knows how high it works. I, I have no idea. Hey, look. <laughs> they don't teach you in DM school how to um, how to roleplay in testings. All right. All of you are in. <laughs> you're in a mulchy chamber full of shit. Occasionally, gas comes in in one end and is farting out the other. You you see each other. There's almost you know this is how I imagine when they dug the Channel Tunnel and the French team and the British team met in the middle. <laughs> this is that moment as Wait, you're all deep in shit. covered in shit and just caked and mucky and grimy. You see each other and you just there's just a moment of joy. Like hey, I know that guy. What do you know? We're in the worst place in the world. Fancy seeing you guys here. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. It, it's warm. We should, um, it's wet. It's grim. You're in the large intestine. Is there any... So there's, there's, a, there's only two exits and entrances, and we've both through them. Yeah. Where's the egg? <laughs> I shout to Tatty, I thought they smelled bad on the outside. <laughs> <laughs> But but he can't quite hear me, so I'm just like... <laughs> yeah, you just hear. All of you come together in the middle. As you see, you see um, Kato just, like, flying around. As he goes to instinctively land on Belsiar, realises what he's going to do, almost lands, takes off again, and lands on Hanash. 
I am not impressed by this, and I just like slap him off. I fuck you. But I chose you. Serves you right, Kato. Did you? Did you? You almost betrayed me. Hey, dude. Come on, big man. Also, by the way, you're wearing a tricorn hat. You were given a tricorn hat by um, Dutch Nuggets. It's kind of bent and shit smeared. And like one whole horn of the tricorn is kind of like bent down. As Kato just flies around a bit and then lands on Tatty's head. That's just sticking out above the water. No. I ain't no one's third choice. <laughs> feathery bitch. Go back to go back to Meltia. Also, this is probably like the worst place. This is probably the worst place to land. <laughs> you just feel a warm shit on top of your head as he's like, fine. As uh, he just flies back. He's now on the other shoulder of um Belsia. He's looking at the potato, like with terrified almost like Belsia's conscience. On each shoulder. Hmm. Yes. For Kato and Kato. Yeah. Right, what are you all doing? You're you're all like knee deep in uh you know, almost like low thigh deep in it's 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 like slurry. It's like pre compacted shit. So so can we see any other can we see any other uh entrances or exits other than the way that each party came in through? Uh, make me an investigation. One of you can do it with advantage. I'll do it with advantage. Uh, 17. 17. Um, climbing up onto Hanasha's shoulders, they get above the, the mire. You um, walk over to the walls, you check the cavities. This again is on a slope, and the level of slurry is running downwards. Ever kind of like the squelching, popping noises, it's disgusting. You walk up to the walls, there's one way in, there's one way out. As you walk you walk up to one wall, you see it's organic. As you push on it, you can see behind it a kind of capillaries and arteries. Uh, it's almost translucent. As you put a hand on it, you can feel a rhythm, a beating in your hand. I tear a hole in the wall with my sword. Oh, God. Pushing your sword into the wall is very little give. It just sinks in like a knife into butter. It's almost like a balloon that once the skin bursts, uh, you just see blood flowing in as you carve a hole up through it. Like just gore and viscera starts flowing in and you see the, the river of shit starts filling up with blood as you hear a scream and a groan above you. Um, <laughs> Maud... Maud, wait, no, not Maud. Uh, but I mean, don't, sorry, there is, it is, you, you can make headway doing that. I'm not saying it's, I'm saying that you can, you can dig through this quite easily. Yeah, I keep, I just keep on slashing. Wait, so it's just, it's just blood coming in from that bit? Yeah. Okay. He's um, cut through the stomach lining. As you keep going, you, you meet a wall of muscle. So you go through the stomach lining and you meet what you can only assume is harder muscle. As you hack away, make make me a an athletics. Ooh, I got a fifteen. Fifteen, pushing deep. You put your shoulder in. You wrench and almost like cutting through the fibers. You find a gap between the layers of fibers and you cut down the grain rather than across the grain of the muscle. As you pull it open, you rip and you wrench. You feel a sudden rush of air. You hear an absolute howl from above you, and you feel air flying into the chamber like a warm wind. And then 
suddenly you push your way through and you're inside a chamber and there's like almost little hairs on the walls of the chamber as you see it oh. contracting and expanding as air is pulled in and pushed out. Oh, no. And pulled in and pushed out. Not the best place to be, I don't think. <laughs> as you hear a scream from above you, the dragon turtle. <laughs> you 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 work out pretty quickly. You've just burrowed your way through the stomach wall lining and slit open the lung of the creature. As you stand on the inside of the lung, as you just see blood gushing both ways into the lung and into the stomach. All right. I look up and I think to myself, this was not good. <laughs> <laughs> you, you did bad, Hunash. All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna ask I'm gonna ask Aristobulus to turn on his uh, his uh, his divining rod and use locate object to try and find the, the wind emmental after the description that I gave it. Okay. Do you want to get your diary out and do it again, or do you want to just go off? Yeah, I was gonna say I'll probably get the diary out and do it again. Can Aristobulus cure wounds on this wound of this maze? <laughs> 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 that was what I was I, I was gonna suggest I could cast cure wounds just to Hey guys, it was yeah. not that when I went in there. <laughs> As I'm uh, frantically like So you just see Aristobulus using very primitive human magic to try and heal a behemoth. As with the pressure <laughs> of the wound you just see it tearing open as the as the air is rushing in and out of the cavity. And the muscles are flexing. You hear it ripping and you hear the beast screaming as you just see Aristobulus with one hand on each trying to pull the two halves together, almost being pulled apart like Spider-Man trying to hold like the two halves of a ship. Um, the one thing you are noticing, Aristobulus, is that you're just smearing shit into the wound at this point. Yeah, your eyes I had a look at Kirk. Then Cure Wounds is like, Cure Wounds is like, fucking, like, if a lock breaks, or like, you know, re- you know restoring things. <laughs> and I'm like, pushing the walls of the beast, you know, just cakes in shit. Yeah, could mending work? You're trying to re-knit together muscle. As Kato is just like, oh dear God, this creature is majestic. It's thousands of years old and you've just lung-fucked it. Right. Right, what well, if Tatty fireballs it to cauterize the wound? And absolutely then, not. And not then, launching fire into his lungs. And then, and then Belsia ice knifes it to close it up. <laughs> Jokes, obviously. <laughs> I think that's how medicine works, yeah. Are you gonna, are you gonna use an ice knife? Yeah, why don't you get some why don't you get some rope and, you know, thread the eye of a needle of an ice knife? <laughs> and then you can just kind of suture the wound. Um okay, right. Base base Based on the principle that you've just opened up a massive fucking hole through its stomach lining and into its lung, what the fuck are you doing? I guess it's going to be locate objects. May as well just go for that. <laughs> just, just going to yeah. cut our losses and run. Yeah, basically. Okay. So as Tatty gets a waterproof kind of bag out of his inventory, he opens it up, undoes the strings on it, pulls out... This is higher up than the level of shit. Pulls out a waterproof bag, pulls out the diary, which just looks magnificently old, as uh, one of you lends him a canteen to wash the shit off his hands, as he leafs through it, he finds a picture of the Emmental. He shows it to you, Aristobulus, as you take a breath back. Now, you've got a couple of performance issues, but you get over it with some rhythmic breathing and a bit of hand help from Tatty, as after a few... Absolutely not. After a... <laughs> after... 
little hand. <laughs> the residential fluffer of the group. He doesn't need that kind of ego boost, my tiny hands. <laughs> <laughs> now look me in the eyes. Look me in the eyes. I will never find it. Either look away or look right at me. <laughs> Aristobulus, as you get everyone else to look away, as you all look in the opposite direction, except the potato on Belsiar's shoulder that's leering at you, <laughs> um, you manage to find... You finally manage to get wood um, as your divining rod kind of grows in strength. And the more you focus on um, the Emmental, the more rigid, for want of a better word, turgid it gets. As finally it points like a divining rod and waggles and goes, uh, you're still holding the flute in one hand as you. Wipe a layer of shit off your divining rod. As you see, it's pointing to the other wall in the other corner. You've gone almost 180 degrees <laughs> in the wrong direction into the lung as uh, it points over to the other wall uh, as you waddle your way over. Um, the problem is it almost like goes... It, you're just about managing to keep the divining rod out of the level of shit as you're tippy-toeing, uh, waddling from one side the other uh, and you've still got you can still feel the warm breeze coming through the hole in the lung behind you uh, as you make your way over do you uh, do your magic boys okay okay uh i think if we if we have like the direction the 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 rough area i'm gonna i'm gonna turn to hanash say you know your your uh uh what was his name jerry Jerry, you know, Jerry visited me the other day and, and asked me some quest- questions for your performance review. <laughs> I gave him a sterling review at the time, and you've only gone above and beyond. <laughs> uh, I think both of our expectations since then. Uh, I'm going to just, like, put my, like, put my finger on the, on the wall or, like, the side of the thing where, like, Aristobulus is pointing, and I just say, Smash! I go to smash, but like Tatty doesn't move his finger in time. No, <laughs> so I go through his fingertip. No, you you just smash Tatty's fingertip onto the end of Aristobulus's divine <laughs> rod. How how do you, how would you like to? You know, all logistics aside, you you've. X'd the spot. You, um, Aristobulus just puts his hand into the shit and just marks an X. Oh, that's good. Um, <laughs> with a sort of fecal X on the wall. And then you all step back. Um, I mean... Not with his hands. Hanash, what are you... Um, <laughs> oh. Not with his hand. It's with his cock. I put my hand on the wall. I said, I'm so, I'm so sorry for doing this again. <laughs> And then I, I get out of my back, so I just start smashing and crying. I don't want to do this! Do <laughs> 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 you love me now, Jerry? Do you love me now? Make me an athletics check. Sure. Nine. Nine. As you're just... Yeah, you put your hand on it, and almost you can feel the organic warmth of the inside of the creature... And as you look over at the hole, the shit-smeared hole in the lung, you just see occasionally 
shit is just getting sucked into the cavity of the lung as the air goes in and out. And you can feel the groaning of the creature as, as a single tear rolls down your cheek and just cleaning a furrow <laughs> of shit off your face as you just dig the knife in and just repeatedly smash and smash and smash. Um, as you're cutting away, you just cry gently, thinking back to your days as a police officer walking the streets of Nutbush and how far your life has come and all of the moments that have caused you to internally violate a majestic creature that's lived for thousands of years. <laughs> um, Everything's going to die sometime, I guess. Smashing me. It went wildly in the other direction from crying and hitting it to just being like, everything's going to die sometime. <laughs> as you, you, you get a hole all the way through, now blood is just bucketing off into your face as you rip a hole, like you cut and then you rip until you've made a, you've made a sort of, I don't know, one meter cavity in the hole in the wall. Okay. Shall I, shall I try and, shall I try and get through that hole and then try and go at it from the other side? Sure. Do we try and Eiffel Tower? I was going to say, <laughs> is, is the, is the rod still strong? Because if so, I'll just fly straight <laughs> Is the what still strong? The rod. <laughs> I mean, it's not practical to go potholing with an erection. Like, but alas, here we are. You know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go through the 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 hole that's already opened, and I'm gonna take out my rapier, and I'm gonna try and like open it from the other side, like using the using the the hole that Hunash has already cut. I'm gonna try and like force it open. A bit more so that everyone else can come through. All right. So, Hanash having opened the hole up, Patty is inserted like a gnomish speculum and pushed through into it. Uh, Tatty, you squeeze through and you plop down on the other side. As you look around, your night vision eyes looking at some very interesting shapes on the inside. You turn around, you can hear the voices coming between you. You're now covered in shit and blood, Tatty. Um, as you look on the inside of a chamber, you just see almost like a conveyor belt, but almost like an ever slowly moving line of eggs. And at one end, you see this giant, almost like pulsating egg sac with a tube that's just spaffing out eggs. You see it a bit like on the back of the alien queen in, where she's just birthing eggs. You just see this wet gelatinous sac. Just spaffing eggs at one end as they slowly go down a conveyor belt. As you turn around, you just see Hanash's face through the hole, smiling at you. Like covered in blood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll uh, I'll take my rapier out and I'll try and force the hole open a little bit, a little bit more, so that everyone else can come through. Uh, yeah, maybe an athletics check. Mm, not good. Uh, six. Six, as you dig your rapier in, you remember rapiers by nature are quite flexible metal. Uh, as you kind of, you can cut and it's more, rapiers are more kind of like a finesse weapon than doing hard damage. You make little, I mean, it's a bit like trying to carve a roast chicken with a butter knife. You could probably do it to degree, but, mm. um, but what I'm trying to say is you don't make as much progress. Yeah. One meter is probably big enough. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take a run and jump through it. Head first, like few rows. That's literally what I was gonna suggest. Yes. Sure, make me an acrobatics check. 
Six. Six. Taking a flying <laughs> run up, you slip on some shit water and you go in, you're, you miss the gap and you're, the, the, the spike in your head just digs into the edge of the stomach lining as you hear a groan from above as your head is like wedged into the stomach cavity as you see just blood bubbling up out of a new wound you've opened up with your head spike. In for a penny. Yep. Why I stop now, which makes me think, um, are we all going to struggle to get through? We'll, would we all fit? Yeah. You can squeeze your way through if you all want to like waste a bunch of time, like it's a bit like potholing, um, squeezing your way out of a thinly cut hole through the stomach lining, all of you just covered in gore and viscera. Uh, Tatty first, Anash passing, Barbara and Marvin over. Maud is just in disgust at what you've done to her beautiful robes. Her robes are just bespackled in shit. As she goes over, like, on the inside, and then Belsiar, the last person, almost like, you know, when you're the last person to leave work and you're turning all the lights off and you just turn around and look as you close the door behind you, you just look at the stomach lining as you just see the gaping wound into the lung just sucking shit into the air cavity of this majestic creature. You shrug, you know, kind of like, oops. <laughs> I whisper goodbye as I leave. As you climb in backwards, you see a green hand coming through the hole as Hanash helps you through, and they kind of birth you into the ovaries. As all of you now are just sitting in awe, you're almost in some sort of estrogenital cathedral. Um, as that, you just that's the title. That's the title today. Estrogenital cathedral. Yeah. Estrogenital. Yeah. Um, it's a word. We, is it? Is it even a word? Anything pertaining to estrogen is estrogenital. Um, <laughs> I'll take that. I'll accept that. It's poetic. You're inside this estrogenital <laughs> cathedral. The, the, the majesty of it is a thing to behold. I mean, some of you, Hanash and, and Tati, you will... you. You will have been to a hatchery on a farm and, you know, you've seen small-scale kind of egg-laying operations. This is industrial. Uh, each of the eggs is almost human size. As you see them slowly sliding down, almost on a conveyor belt, as you look up at the giant egg machine. It, it goes without saying, but it does need to be asked. Unfertilized, right? <laughs> Who can say? Shrug. And <laughs> as... What do you say? Aristobulus just walks up to an egg and punches it. <laughs> <laughs> just want to make just want to make one thing perfectly clear, boys. I pull out a mace and just start. <laughs> I just, I just got to. <laughs> before are you, we go are you really boys, doing this? Yeah, fuck it. Yes, I am. Yeah, I need to know. As 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 Maud is like, oh, I think he's going to. Oh, he has. As you just take out a mace and you just crack, now you hit it once and you see a spiderweb pattern kind of crack across the surface as you see the gap widening as a whole load of albumen, kind of like fluid, like the white of an egg just spaffs down your face, kind of like Noel Edmonds house party style, like you're just absolutely <laughs> gunked in egg white. As you hear a pathetic little, oh, as God. you see an eye 
of a turtle in the gap. Oh, God. You monster. No. As just fluid, just white, almost off. It's almost transparent, but it's not quite. It's just spaffing out of the egg as, as you just hear a little pathetic groaning noise coming out of the egg. <laughs> I scoop. I try and scoop the other one back in. Back in. Oh no! Um, <laughs> what I want is a side by side of Lewis's face before he did this, and then what he looks like right now. I I, I go over to the egg and I say, "Look away!" And I take out my knife and I slit his throat to put it out of his misery, not for sport. <laughs> It's, well, he's going to die. This must be in horrible pain. I'm, I'm, don't try and be nice here. Just, just as, <laughs> so, so just as, Maud is like, maybe we could use the mending country. Um, you just see Hanash walk up. Now, I, I'm, not sure, I'm not sure you can see the throat, but what you can see is the eye as Hanash just takes out his sword and just rams it clean through. It goes through one side. You hear a muffled... <laughs> as the sword comes out the other side of the egg and almost like taking the top off a, a, a like um, you know when you do dippy soldiers with hard boiled eggs uh, soft boiled eggs um you you just see the top of the egg crack off as as you just see a run through miniature dragon turtle and again almost like a motherly instinct you just hear a coming from above you as 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 Ermenfrau knows something is amiss. I mean, she's got shit in her lung. <laughs> she's got bigger problems. As you, you kill this dragon turtle, but it's moving. So, Hanash, you put a boot on the side of the egg, pull your sword out, swipe it off on your sleeve, as you just see the egg going down the conveyor belt, as it just turns sideways, slumps over, just milky fluid just pouring out the egg as it vanishes round a corner. Oh, God. More eggs are coming. I'm gonna I'm gonna turn to Aristobulus and say, if you're if you're done, I, I assume you're still hard, so if you could point us in the direction of the right egg, <laughs> that would be fantastic. I'm gonna lean in. I'm gonna bend down, leaning real close to the TV and be like, I've never been so hard in my life. <laughs> cool. As he watches Hanash clean the blood off his sword from having run through a baby. <laughs> Dragon turtle. Um, I'd like to, you know, fetus. Come on. Come on. Yeah, fetus. Come Don't on. get all pro-life on us, come AJ. On. Jesus Christ. Um, yeah, come on. It points up your, your engorged divining rod, Aristobulus, points up towards the egg-making contraption, the kind of pulsating sack that's almost got a proboscis Almost a little bit like no, somewhere between Cyril Sneer's nose, uncut foreskin, and an elephant's trunk. It's just kind of just like birthing. Definitely not that. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's just kind of birthing these eggs as you see it pointing towards that. I mean, that's a good 30, 30 feet away. As all of you stare at it, it's kind of majestic. It's a little bit like art. A little bit somewhere between art and a kind of machine, like in a factory, just producing. There's something beautiful about watching it, like the creation of life. As suddenly, Tatty, cold chill runs across. You notice it first because the hairs on your arm stand up. 
As you look around, you feel the shadows tighten and turn and almost move closer in as you get a very, very bad feeling. And that is where we're going to leave this one. Okay, cool. Well, that was... Okay, okay, okay. What a way to go out. Killing a killing an egg. You you had everything in that episode. You had absolutely everything. You had um, sphincter injuries, splinters in the bum hole, shit in the lung, um, <laughs> inf- infanticide. That's that's pretty much yeah, it. Everything all. for who? Neurologist. <laughs> <laughs> everything for who our listeners. Solid. For our dedicated yeah. audience. Everything they've been asking for. Splinters in the bumhole. This episode's either going to be called Splinters in the Bumhole, Shit in the Lung, or Estrogenital Cathedral. Estrogenital Cathedral. That's that's such a good name for like a feminist punk band. Yeah. 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 Thank thank God Estrogenital Cathedral's voice went tonight, otherwise we wouldn't have Lewis here. <laughs> I know, right? Madness. And Splinter in the Bumhole were busy, so they couldn't fill in. They couldn't fill in. Oh. Well, there we go. Is that it? Does anyone else have anything wise to say before we wrap this episode up? Uh, wise? No. Um, no? Nothing? Nothing of any consequence? Plenty to say, but... Always check your intestine walls before cutting into them. Yeah, you gotta, you got to use that divining rod before you go poking holes in people's intestines. <laughs> oh, Jesus. H. Christ. Well, that's a note to leave things on, listeners, isn't it? Right, listeners, before we let you go, we just want to say a massive thank you for tuning in for another dollop of fun-packed fantasy fuck-nuggetry. And seeing as you made it this far, why not consider hitting that subscribe button? Never missing another episode again. But yet, if you're feeling fruity, why not leave us a five-star review on the podcasting platform of your choice? Anything less than a five-star review, you can fuck off and leave that on someone else's podcast but we will happily take all your five star reviews if you fancy chatting to anybody about anything they've said or done across the course of this episode you can do that as well we can mostly be found on twitter if you want to ask lewis why he is the way he is you can do that at adventurous no number one but you can also find us on instagram and facebook that just leaves time to say a massive goodbye from these retrobates. It's a big goodbye from the sauna sausage himself, Matt Durant. Goodbye. Such enthusiasm. It's a big goodbye from Lewis Budden himself, who's about to go back on tour around the United Kingdom. Goodbye, and sorry for all of the things I make you listen to, this and the others. <laughs> the things you don't know about yet, but you'll know about them. <laughs> it's he's going to get cancelled anytime uh, it's a big goodbye from Mr. Rag himself the sexiest man in all of D&D ciao Bella also congratulations on getting engaged we didn't say that yeah. at the top of the show well done congratulations oh, well. oh yeah. and of course the smallest but not the least it's a big goodbye from goodbye no no not forgetting our illustrious DM AJ Jackson. AJ <laughs> Jack, the J and AJ Jackson is redundant. Right. There we go. Splinters in the bum hole, shit in the lung, or estrogenital cathedral. That is a big good night from us. Enjoy yourselves, and we will see you back here 
for more compact fantasy folk nuggetry next week. And remember, my friends, stay tipsy. Stay tipsy. Stay tipsy.